May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. So I said on Sunday, on Palm Sunday, that that was a very disjointed service. There was a lot going on on Palm Sunday. Started outside, moved in here from joyous to the crucifixion. All of it in there. But then, you know, we have today, and there's even more moving parts in this service, frankly. There's like folding chairs set up, and there's bowls, and there's towels. Pretty soon all this stuff is going to end up like in my office in a corner. If you ever wonder where things go when you strip the altar, don't look in my office. There's a lot going on. And we come here to start our yearly remembrance of these three days. And if you're like me, maybe you're, you're hoping that, that something new will come out of these three days for you this year. Because we've been through these services before. We've heard these readings before. We've done all of this before. But I'm going to tell you, don't look for answers or explanations tonight, tomorrow, even Saturday morning. Because I don't think there are, you're certainly not going to get them from me. I don't know that there actually are answers and explanations for why. Why Jesus did the things he did on Thursday. Why Judas did the things he did. Why the Roman government and the Jewish citizenry did the things they did. Why the disciples did the things they did. I don't think there's answers. I don't think there's anything we can do to explain it. Instead, I think what our reading, particularly tonight, does is offers us an invitation. Not to understand, but to experience. It offers us an invitation into four things, I think. Intimacy, vulnerability, silence, and waiting. First, we're invited into the intimacy of that Last Supper. I mean, you've seen the painting, right? For some reason, they all sit on one side of the table, so they're really close to each other. I don't know why they did that. They could have spread out and had more room. But yet we've had dinner with friends and we crowd around a table and there's reaching over each other. It's an intimate moment where you're sharing food with someone else. It's an intimate thing to eat with people. All the disciples were at this table with Jesus, even Judas. And so we're invited into an intimate moment in which we remember the meals that we've had. Meals that we've had with loved ones. Meals that we've had with folks we struggle with. Meals that we've had with the people in our lives. And we're invited into that when we come up here and stand or kneel. We don't all see eye to eye about everything. But we still come to this table And we're invited into that intimate moment. Jesus offered all of himself to us. This is my body, he said. This is my blood. He offers all of himself to us. 
And he invites us to offer all of us, ourselves, to him. Then we're invited into the vulnerability of the foot washing. We come up here and we take off our shoes and our socks. If we've been walking around all day, it's not always the prettiest thing. I don't like my feet being touched. This is like the one time, literally the only time all year that another human being touches my feet is Maundy Thursday. But if you think about that, Jesus, when he's talking to his disciples, you know, Peter has this thing. He's like, okay, if you're going to do this, let's do all of it. Do my head, do my hands, everything. He's like, no, 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 you had a bath. But these folks were walking around in the sand and sandals, so you can imagine how dirty their feet were. And Jesus kneels down and washes all of their feet. Again, it was all of the disciples, even Judas. And so as we gather up here and we wash someone else's feet, someone we may know, someone we may not know, and when we let someone else wash our feet, we're invited into that vulnerability. Because Jesus receives and washes all of us. And we are invited into the silence that we'll close out tonight with. The lights will fade. The vessels, the robes, everything will go away. And all that's left in here is silence. When Jesus and his disciples left that upper room, they left it. And they went out into the dark. And they went out into a moment in which they didn't hear a thing. Silence can sometimes be deafening. Sometimes silence is the hardest thing we ever have to listen to. But in these next three days, we are invited to live into the silence. And finally, we are invited to wait. After they left the upper room, Jesus brings a couple of the disciples with them and says, will you wait with me one hour? They couldn't do it. In that moment, Jesus, who was trying to figure out a way out of this, right? Jesus knows what's coming, and he gets in his argument with his father, and he wrestles with all of that. And the invitation he had for his disciples was, wait with me. And that's the invitation he has for us as well. Some of you may actually be waiting, and after this service, you may take your, your spot over in the chapel, and, and you'll wait with the Blessed Sacrament. But all of us will spend these next days waiting.
Because we all have a million things going on in our lives. We all have hopes and dreams. We all have struggles and failures. But this weekend, we're invited to wait. It's easy for us to want to jump ahead, and we want to get to the celebration. We know it's coming, right? My mom's already arranged for what I need to take to lunch on Sunday, right? I know it's coming. But we have to wait first. Jesus calls us to wait in the intimacy and the vulnerability and the silence. Jesus calls us to wait. Amen.